Welcome everyone to Rock Buzz, coming to you from Ocean Pines, Maryland. My name is Sherry Clifford, and I am here along with my co-host Amy Peck. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily represent the views of the Ocean Pines Association or others. We are not affiliated, nor are we endorsed by the Ocean Pines Association. The Ocean Pines ROC was started about two years ago with a private Facebook group and has now grown to almost 3,000 members and continues to grow daily. Our mission is to bring factual information and news to the residents of Ocean Pines and its surrounding areas. You can join our Facebook group by searching for Ocean Pines ROC or find us on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to look for the official ROC logo. Our website is oceanpinesroc.com and our email address is info at oceanpinesroc.com. Today we are talking about the 2023 election candidates. And yes, it is once again election time for the Ocean Pines Association Board of Directors here in Ocean Pines. This year we have four candidates for three open positions. This third position became available because of the resignation of Mr. Frank Daly. In fact, the third spot winner will only finish out the final year of Mr. Daly's term. So with this, in the 2024 election, both the third spot winner and Richard Farr's seats will both be open. At this time, we want to thank Mr. Daly for his service to Ocean Pines. Mr. Daly was elected to his second term in August of 2021. He will be missed, and we wish him and his wife Irene the best in their new home, closer to family, and closer to their grandchildren. Yes, I agree. Mr. Daly's contributions to the community are much appreciated, and he will definitely be missed. Now let's take a look back to June 2nd, when the candidates each picked a card for the order in which they will be displayed on the voting ballot. So when you receive your ballots, the candidates will be listed in the following order. John Latham, Jerry Murphy, Elaine Brady, and Jeffrey Havner. Before we talk about the candidates, let's go over some important dates. The eligibility deadline for vote voters is July 6th. Make sure your dues are paid and you have no outstanding violations. Ballots will be mailed on July 11th. Remember, there is no option like we had last year to vote online. You must use snail mail or drop your ballot in the drop box located in the administration building here in Ocean Pines. Ballots must be received by Tuesday, August 8th, by 4 o'clock in the drop box. Those ballots will then be federal expressed to the new election contractor in Washington State. It is recommended that you mail your ballot as soon as possible. Unfortunately, in prior years, because of mail delays, many votes were not counted because they were not received in time. And remember that that was when we were using a local contractor. That's right. One of the big reasons for electronic voting was that 290 votes were received late in 2021. Surprisingly, last year with electronic voted, they reported receiving no late ballots. That's hard to believe, but then again, the numbers were messed up last year. In past years, the drop box was available up to the Wednesday before the annual meeting, but this year the cutoff will be Tuesday to allow for that Federal Express delivery. Get your ballots in early. Yes, the ballots will be counted and the winners with their total number of votes will be announced on August 10th. It is important to note that with the change in our new out-of-state contractor, 
There will be no opportunity to view the counting in person. However, homeowners will be given the opportunity to watch via Zoom online. Then on Saturday, August 12th, the annual board meeting will take place here in Ocean Pines. It is unclear if online, online attendance will be allowed at the annual meeting like last year. This board currently stopped any and all homeowners from being able to make public comments online. I must say that the online attendance is very important and definitely helped to achieve quorum in 2022, because in 2020 and 2021, we did not achieve a quorum. That's right. I remember those years. Now, another thing that has changed with the new contractor, besides the distance, is that voters will receive an email notification that their ballot was received. Now, this has the potential of causing some problems. Let's say you send in your ballot, but you don't get an email saying it was received. Will you be able to get a duplicate ballot easily? What about if you're a part-time resident and you have to rely on that mail? Now, Dr. Horn brought up these possible complications. Let's hope that the election committee is prepared. Now, one thing listeners can do now to make sure that Ocean Pines has your current email address please check with administration. Many listeners, they might have just recently changed from Mediacom to Comcast, so you need to update that email. So the first thing that took place uh, in the election um, this year with the candidates is each candidate wrote a biography and answered three questions. These responses will also be published in the Ocean Pines quarterly newsletter that is mailed to all residents. Here is what our candidates had to say in ballot order, along with our take on each of the candidates. Amy, let's discuss our first candidate, who is John Latham. Okay, so John Latham has been an owner since 2013 and full-time here in 2021. He has a history of volunteering and is currently president of the Marina Village Condo Association and a member of the Marine Activities Advisory Committee. He served in the Marine Corps Reserves. He has a BS and MS in business management from the University of Maryland. In answering the question what he thinks the most significant issues facing the association in the next two to three years, John went right to the strategic plan, and he is familiar with it. He's also familiar with the community-wide survey, and he mentions the importance of listening to homeowners. He mentions safety police and fire EMS, but doesn't really give details on the Ocean Pines Volunteer Fire Department's big plans. He does mention 589 and 90. John agrees with outsourcing food and beverage and using outside contractors for filling in labor gaps. He mentions that legal's outsourced. He says it is the right decision to outsource an operation where OPA does not have a core competency and expertise to operate. So he mentions landscape and pool maintenance that of areas that could be potential areas to evaluate for outsourcing if we're not doing that already. It seems like John doesn't realize how much we do contract out doing drainage and public works work, but not pool work, nor do I even see pool work being an option. Now, John states that he believes that we should continue continue to periodically evaluate our expenses to make sure that we are leveraging expense line items at least on an annual basis. Good idea. In answering how boards would like to get would get along, John says he wants to make sure that the board fully utilizes feedback from the committees for decision making 
and that there's an enormous amount of subject matter expertise that resides within the committees and that the committees work extremely hard. Okay, so our next candidate is Jerry Murphy. Jerry has been in Ocean Pines since the mid-70s. He is also the person that was building, everybody know the roundhouses? Jerry has lived on Widow's Watch since 1990. He has never been on a committee or volunteered in Ocean Pines. However, he did mention that he has served on a board of directors in Baltimore, but he did not mention which one. Jerry thinks the most significant issues facing Ocean Pines Association over the next two to three years is drainage and bulkheads. For our listeners, I must mention there is currently a bulkhead schedule and it is on track. In addition, as for drainage, more money has been spent on drainage than ever before. Jerry then mentions environmental and conservation challenges along with police recruitment. I am sure Jerry is up to date on police increased pay, pension differentials, the new take-home car program, and that all three police academy spots have been filled. Jerry does mention the South Side Fire Station being on the front burner. Regarding sourcing, he agrees with outsourcing food and beverage, but does not see a need for any additional outsourcing, but would defer to our general manager, John Viola, and the various committees to suggest any areas that outsourcing might be needed. Jerry says when addressing differences between board members, he will listen, weigh all options, and measure the risk versus the rewards, and vote accordingly to his best vision, educational background, and experience. So our third candidate is Elaine Brady. Her family purchased a lot in the 70s. Her dad served on the board in the 90s. Elaine has served on committees and was the former owner of the Bayside Gazette. Now, Elaine thinks our most significant issues include rundown properties, and she mentions the ability to fine. It appears she is for DR changes and willing to take over where Frank Daly did on this project. Elaine was the only candidate to mention this and the only member to mention the Beach Club in need of renovation and brought up to current ADA standards. Oh boy, that's a big expense. Now, Elaine also mentions drainage and grants. She mentions police and fire, but doesn't give specifics. She talks about improved cell tower service and 589, but nothing about 90. Like the other candidates, Elaine agrees with outsourcing food and beverage. I like that she has an understanding of the history of outsourcing golf and how that did not go well, but she doesn't mention the Esther Diller failed attempt to outsource financials when the cost was discovered to be way too much. Elaine says that currently the general manager determines when he and his management team feel the need for outsourcing special projects and intern labor shortages, and that the board should listen to the GM's recommendations for permanent outsourcing for any department due to continued labor shortages or one that will provide a positive cost-benefit opportunity for the association. I'm I'm not particularly clear what she's referring to. Does this mean the police department or pool lifeguards? And I'm a little worried about the word permanent. Now, Ms. Brady will address differences by listening and states respect and civility can go a long way in providing, providing a productive board and a community which is content feeling sound decisions are being made. Drawing the fourth spot on the ballot is Jeffrey Havner. Jeff has a very impressive business background. He is a Naval Academy graduate. 
He served on the USS Midway and was an intelligence officer and instructor. His background also shows his experience working with board of directors as a board liaison, along with budget and teamwork skills. For important issues, Jeff includes infrastructure, police staffing, fire department, aging beach club, along with routes 589 and 90 road issues. He understands and appreciates following a strategic plan and will listen to committees. Jeff appears to be very team-oriented and was the only candidate to use the word transparency. Like all other candidates, Jeff also agrees with outsourcing of our food and beverage services. Again, the questions and answers of all four candidates can be found online and will be published in the Ocean Pines quarterly newsletter. So now let's talk about the candidate forum that was held on Wednesday, June 21st. It was very well attended in person with approximately 50 members, with only about 8 to 10 members watching online. The forum video is also now online for viewing from the Ocean Pines Association website. Yes, all in all, I thought it was a very good format, but unfortunately, they are not watched by many people. In 2022, a little over 300 people watched both forums. In 2021, almost 600 people watched the first, and the second, we only had 188. Time will tell how many will watch this year's forum and consider it when voting. It's a shame. Voters should be more aware of the forum, forum, not just what the mailer says or how many signs are out, but that's just the way it is. So let's review how we think the candidates did at the forum. Okay, so let's start with opening statements. Now, John Latham went first. John seemed a little nervous, but he was personable and funny. My opinion, he had done his homework and he portrayed himself like a guy who was going to work hard. What do you think of our next candidate, Jerry Murphy? Well, I was one of the members watching and listening from online. It was a little difficult to hear him, but he did mention that he has been in Ocean Pines for 50 years, but has not really been involved or volunteering on any of the committees. Next was Elaine Brady. Now, Elaine Brady has the name recognition. With her work in newspapers and as a past owner of the Bayside Gazette, she knows her history. She went on length about her career, unfortunately going over the time limit. For those listening, the candidates, they each had a three-minute time limit uh, per question. And yes, they are sticklers for adhering to the time limits. It takes practice, so that time does get away from the speakers occasionally. (laughs) That's right. Next was Jeffrey Havner. Jeff was unknown to many residents that I spoke with, and also because he doesn't have many signs out yet. Well, let me interrupt. This is not a sign competition or a competition who spends the most money getting elected to a volunteer position. This is true, but members need to know the candidates, uh, recognize their names and what they stand for. This is why the ROC takes the time to put online the candidates' transcripts, and as much information as we can on each of them. In my opinion, Jeff Havner had the best opening statement. He was very personable while articulating exactly what his core principles were. He mentioned he is an independent thinker, and Ocean Pines Association really needs that. With 37 years of leadership experience, he was polished and very professional. In addition, he was the only candidate to mention the vision and the mission statement of Ocean Pines. He obviously knows a lot about the community and how to lead people. 
Well, next in the forum, each candidate draws two numbers for two random questions. They were done in two rounds. So let's talk about the answers. And I'll start again with our first candidate, John Latham. John's first question dealt with a hypothetical decking question to try to get to the heart of will a candidate go with the cheaper product or the more expensive product that will last longer? John seemed a little nervous with this one. He talked about his experiment experience in procurement and that he would look at all the options. Was this the right answer? Well, that's an opinion. That's debatable. With Ocean Pines having the highest reserves right now, factoring in labor cost and material cost, and knowing the history of how things have fell in disrepair in the past, personally, I was looking for the answer of do it once and do it right and have it last. Now, John's second question was regarding a potential roundabout at 589 and that the community seems divided on this. Again, John hedged his answer with having to do more research and that roundabouts work well where he's from. Instead of talking about 589 as the roundabout, he mentioned the four-way stop at Southside, not a location that's being considered for a roundabout right now. He did say he would research the issue And I like that he mentioned safety, and he even got a few laughs when he mentioned the safety of the geese. Okay. Uh, Jerry Murphy's first question was a repeat from last year. Should OPA limit access to the OPA board ramps? Jerry said it was difficult to give IDs to residents, and he did not mention the swipeable membership cards that we all have or the stickers being used at Public Works. He mentioned it would cost too much. Jerry's next question was regarding assessments and that recently OPA was able to hold or even lower assessments, but in the past they held assessments steady while deferring maintenance. Does Jerry have the fortitude to raise assessments if needed? He said yes, as a last resort and after other methods were exhausted. He mentioned the Ocean Pines Volunteer Fire Department grants, police recruitment, and that the board is doing a great job. He then mentioned a mortgage to support Possibly he was referring to the considerable cost that is needed to build the fire department's south building. I will say we do have grants in place, have hired a grant person, but we still need capital campaign. I would like to hear more about that. Yeah, me too. Now, Elaine's first question was asking about the board's recent decisions and what she agreed with and what she would have handled differently. Elaine hesitated. And eventually, she could not recall a single decision, not about the budget, not about a capital expenditure, the election contractor, changing council, Saturday meetings, membership cards, limiting hybrid comments. But she did say that she didn't have a problem with what the board is doing, and she reiterated that she couldn't instantly recall a decision. Attending the board meetings in the past might have helped considerably, or even pointing out that most decisions do end up with a 7-0 vote and concentrating on just the other decisions. Now, her next question dealt with an issue Elaine is familiar with because of her time serving on the communications committee, whether she supports electronic digital signs, and she does. She mentioned light pollution would not be a problem in her opinion and why, and that her reason for this expenditure is so that staff doesn't have to manually change the signs. So that brings us to Jeffrey Havner. He was next. Jeff's first question was regarding what role advisory committees play. 
Jeff has been very vocal about the importance of these committees and that he would like to see the committee chairs do more reporting at the board meetings to support transparency. Jeff's answer showed he is a good listener, and despite his wide range of experiences, he understands the value of committees. He is obviously a team player who likes gathering information in order to make a decision. Unfortunately for Jeff, his second question was similar, asking about what he believes the role of the board liaison is. Again, Jeff's professionalism, experience, and his grasp for the inner workings of Ocean Pines shine through. Jeff definitely understands the role of the board liaison, which is not to enforce or direct thinking, but to support and make sure the committee is going in the right direction. The final round was questions from the audience. The first dealt with how Ocean Pines was different in the 70s versus now, and how to keep Ocean Pines from just being another suburb. Jerry Murphy answered that question. Jerry, being a very longtime resident, talked about the history of Ocean Pines and that he would work with the county to make sure that infrastructure supports how the community is now. But he did mention it's never going back and it's more like a city. You asked a very good question to Elaine Brady because she was the only candidate that mentioned rundown properties. Elaine is for fining rundown property owners, but really didn't answer the details about what is needed for DR changes. Departing Director Frank Daly was very vocal about changing the DRs section by section, so perhaps Elaine will continue his work. I really would have liked a question about short-term rentals. Yeah, I would have liked a question about short-term rentals too. I wanted to ask about them, the issues with other communities using our wastewater system and the pumping trucks dumping at the pumping station on Butte Camp. I wanted a question about how we still don't have a Ocean Pines Volunteer Fire Department Capital Campaign. Oh, I have questions. <laughs> but the next question was for all the candidates, and it was whether or not they had used memberships to any of the amenities. Elaine answered that she does not, but she mentioned her busy career. Jeffrey does not, but he did talk about his knowledge of the DME study and supporting amenities by investing pays off like it has in golf. John Latham has a couple's membership at Aquatics. He visits the Yacht Club, and he visited the Racket Center to learn about that. Jerry doesn't have any memberships right now, but in the past, he's gone to the Beach Club and the Golf Club. He mentioned that he thinks the Beach Club building is a big issue and needs refurbishing, but he thinks that our amenities are on track. There was a question on how a new capital project is started, and again, Jeff Havner obviously has done his homework. Jeff mentions the strategic plan and even tells the audience where to find it online. I like that he recognizes the importance of the strategic plan and the great work the committee did on getting the plan to our general manager. Well, so there's our summary. Unfortunately, this year there is only one forum, but please reach out to your candidates if you have any questions. And as always, we would love to hear your thoughts. Yes, and you can also email us at info at oceanpinesroc.com, or you can join our Facebook group by searching for Ocean Pines ROC, and be sure to look for our official logo.